Friends, you haven't can accepted I have, can my. I have the cookies? You haven't accepted my Pokemon gift yet, have you? Oh no, no, I haven't. Jen has. We're clo- and we're be- we're better friends now on oh, Pokemon that trainers. So much better than beer. <laughs> Our Pokemon trainers are friends now. Oh, Just I see. These here. Welcome um, to another episode of True North Nerds. Yay! yay! So this week it's uh, the original four people. I'm it, back. Yep, Kevin is back. Back again. He's no longer missing. Yay, Kevin's we found back. Kevin. Tell a friend. And Ryan's here. That's me. There he is. And Jen's here. Hello. She's over there. I'm over and here. And Brent's here. That'd be me. So this week we are going to review Incredibles 2, because we have all seen it. Yes, yes, we have. And we are also going to go through the news and talk about nerdy stuff. And drink beer. And drink beer, courtesy of our archivist, Gavin Whitehead. He provided us with some... Uh, Nice beer. So. Thank you, Gavin. Thank and you, Gavin. If you want to give us gifts, other listeners, feel free. We, we are <laughs> We're not asking for you to give us free no, stuff. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not begging for stuff, but if you want to. We'll never turn free stuff away. We yes. will talk about it on our podcast. <clears throat> Although I'm drinking Diet Pepsi because I'm not a fan of beer. Yeah. You should have said Diet Cola or Pop because you just gave Pepsi a free advertising. That's okay. I like Pepsi. So, just in case hey, they happen Pepsi. to be listening and want to give us free stuff, uh, Ryan and I are drinking uh, <laughs> nerdily themed Beam Me Up, a, a Scotty Ale from Grand River Brewing. And what do you got there? I it's have a flying, flying monkey. monkeys Wonder Star Botanical Lager. The can seems to have a Wonder Woman slash Yellow Submarine vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Periscope. Yeah, so it's good. Yeah. So actually, the the more I'm drinking to beam me up, the better it's getting. But yeah, maybe that yeah maybe that saying something too. <laughs> well, you just gotta get, it. It is. It says right on the can. It's a strong beer. Mm. It has a strong flavor. It would be great if we Excuse were me. recording episodes back to back, and you guys just got more and more wasted as it went on. Well, considering it's a Monday. And <laughs> yeah, we two of record. us have to go to work tomorrow. Yeah, we very rarely record on a weekend, so that and. Maybe talking when we do from, the beer tasting episode, you should. Talking yeah. from personal experience, drunken podcasting, it, while fun, sometimes does not have the world's greatest results. Not no. Great listening experience. Oh, I no. think I would enjoy it because I don't we, drink. We did uh, my old podcast, we did DVD commentaries to the entire Star Wars saga at oh. the time. But we made a rule that no drinking until you hit the original movies. And then we made up for lack of lost time. Oh. And by Jedi, it's a mess. <laughs> but the stories we get from that are still classic. <laughs> yeah. So, um, let's start off with the news. Ryan, we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about this week. Sure we do. Um, so, um, 
I didn't just you write said, this down before I got here. No, no. Uh, I've been, you I've said been taking... that like we do. And then, like, <laughs> but, like, I see a notepad filled with stuff there. And yes. yep. I know I've got a couple things. So, Tom Holland, everyone's favorite Marvel spoiler. <laughs> Did he spoil something? Oh, he, yeah. Well, uh, yesterday, how much? Like, uh, two days ago. Saturday or Sunday, it was at a con. He did, like, a live tweet thing or a live Facebook Live, some video, and talking about he was there at this con, and then he happened to flash his iPad, talking about, you know, getting ready to work on Spider-Man 2 coming up, and it happened to have the nice, bright logo and the subtitle for the new Spider-Man movie. I love Tom Holland. I, I have a feeling that that's a, this is... I, 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 okay, so what's I think the title I don't care. as we I still currently love him. think it is? Well, it's not. As confirmed by Kevin Feige. Because he has come out you know, since then and said, yep, that's the title. Uh-oh. Spider-Man Far From Home. So from all so reports... Well, from all reports, it this movie is takes place like right after Avengers 4. So this one will be the first one in the next phase. Yeah. And it sounds like... In the, he is, you know, maybe it's a on Doctor a Strange trip. Spider-Man buddy comedy. <laughs> oh my god, I would love that. <laughs> I think it's more of a Spider-Man goes around the world. Oh. Like it's a school field trip I because they they have said stuff about him being outside of New York, and, and we know there's well, multiple villains involved. Wait, isn't so. he still dust? The Planet Titan, well, is, yes. is not in New York. So, so wouldn't it be maybe maybe everybody who got turned into dust? isn't actually dead and they're in an alternate reality and this is him and everybody who got dusted in this alternate <laughs> reality. Yeah. And then even just his, you know, him coming back from life and dealing, you know, with being, having, you know, does he remember being dead? Yeah, and remember that this movie takes place after Avengers 4, so yeah. he'll be alive again. Yeah. And possibly with another new costume. Well, you got to sell more toys. Yep. Mm. To me, if I was Kevin Feige, I wouldn't have confirmed that. Okay, well, uh, part of me what like because part of me wondered like up until he came out and confirmed it is like they're just feeding him fake shit now <laughs> because they know that he's going to do stuff. Well, I liked it when Kevin Feige had, like he uh, when he confirmed it, he's like, "Yeah, we decided to to keep it in the same kind of uh, theme that where the are other words with O's. <laughs> I don't know, Spider Man, booze truck." Spider-Man Spring Break. I like Ooh, there's how no the O's, but that you thought of that had O's and it was booze truck. <laughs> I don't know. It had lots of O's. I'll tell you this: Spider-Man versus the Bonobo. Hobgoblin <laughs> is no Green Goblin. <laughs> but because he's a teenager, like, so. isn't there like a big Spider-Verse thing going on, or is that just the animated? That's one? in the animated. Animated. Yeah, uh, because it would be cool if they next, tied the animated one. Comes out at like, Christmas time. Yeah, Christmas. December. I'm looking forward to that. Yes, me good. too. Uh, so Paramount is reportedly uh, working on a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and yep. they're apparently going to work on the look and make try to make the movie better. So they yeah, don't look like characters of black people? Let, let's uh that would be nice. Let's let's put the ad on there. Who's still producing the movie? Producing, but not directing. Yeah, he didn't direct the other two oh, either. Didn't he? So, I thought no, he had some no, more. He just produced them as Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. I haven't seen a Teenage Mutant Ninja <sighs> Turtle movie in about thirty years. Nah, you're good then. You're not missing out. Yeah, I'm not missing out. Well no, that CG one that they did. Well was, yeah, the card the, the animated one was the pretty good. TMNT out of the yeah, show. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, Disney upped its bid for Fox. 
up to a whopping $71.3 billion, with a B, uh, dollars. Well, I guess combination of money and stock options. Now, I thought I read somewhere that Fox's shareholders have agreed to it now. They have... I didn't see that anywhere online today. What it is is they've agreed in principle. Yeah. It hasn't been confirmed. And due diligence has to be done. But basically what's happened is Disney upped their offer when Comcast put their their all... They matched Disney's offer and their bid was all cash, Mm. whereas Disney's was a combination of stock and cash. And so Disney upped their stock and cash offer and the shareholders at Fox said... Yes, we acknowledge that you have made a better offer. That's where we stand. So these things take time. The mm-hmm. the AT&T time or AT&T uh who were they? Time by? Warner. Warner Brothers. Yeah, Time Warner merger uh just went through like a couple weeks ago. And not, that's not even. Well, I guess maybe as of time when this was released, yeah. then yeah. But. And it and it started. I want to say two years ago, maybe even longer. Was the know. like the these things take time, especially when companies that big, because like, you go through the due diligence phase, which is like mountains of accountants basically going through the books and mm-hmm. finding out that. Like, I'm going to say something a little bit shocking here, but I was really kind of hoping Com- the Comcast bid would take it because. As much as I'm a Disney nerd, they're just becoming a giant... They just don't own everything. Yeah. Yeah. A a company that's too big. And I think if Universal had acquired Fox, Comcast Universal, then you'd have two giant companies that could duke it out with each other. Yeah. I'd rather have two mega corporations than one. Well, it's not through yet. It could still fall apart. So is our dystopian future, because dystopia is a big YA theme and has been for a while in in YA books, young adult books. Um, Is our dystopian future, Disney owns the world and we all have to, like every street corner is playing It's a Small World and... We all have to wear ears. Wear ears and be happy. And if you're not, you get taken to like the rehabilitation chamber or something. Either that, or write the story. Or like in Demolition Man, they'll be the only ones that survived the Studio Wars. <laughs> and we can only watch Disney produced films and television well, shows. Technically, like it's getting that way, anyways, right? It's it's coming pretty close. Oh, yeah, everyone worships the mouse. Next, all hail, hail the mouse. <laughs> um, so AMC has canceled Comic Book Men after seven seasons. That doesn't surprise me. Seven seasons is a good run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of surprised like it was show. seven seasons. I haven't watched it in the last couple because then they they moved it to like midnight. Mm, I oh, never I was, watched it actually. It's it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's sort of like Pawn Stars. Well, but, yeah. it's, but yeah. it started that way, but then it we just kind that. of evolved into more of them having little adventures like and then the odd time someone coming in to sell something maybe, oh, maybe yeah. once a show once a show someone would come in to try to sell something or buy something and then they'd get the th- the four of them around the counter talking about it and but more often than not like they you know have uh, the batmobile show up and right. they drive it down main street and they Oh I see I like the buying and the selling more than the little adventures. Yeah, see so the buying and the selling when they had more of that in like in the first season or so and yeah, then I they kind of changed things what, a bit two or but three, first two yeah whatever it was, was always interesting what they were doing like cuz they yeah. go places and see things and do that but uh yeah so it'll be you know Kevin Smith's show off the air now yeah. but well they still have the comic shop job so well, and, and then they're, and they're 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 all whole, have podcasts oh, don't yeah. they yeah. Yeah. and now so. they're all famous well exactly that's why they all have podcasts 
Um, do, 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 boop. I'm keeping the big one for my rant oh, for later. Okay. I'm curious what the big one is considered. One? Yeah, Kevin's got Star Trek news. So, surprisingly, there was a lot of Star Trek news in the last couple of weeks. Um, it started... It started early last week, or maybe it was the week before last, when the showrunners of Star Trek Discovery were fired. Yes. So Gretchen Berg and Aaron Harberts were fired. Reportedly... Allegations of abuse. Abuse of to the writers. Writers. Apparently she liked to get right into um, writers' faces and swear profanities in their faces. Lovely. Why? And, well, is that bad? Well, <laughs> if you want a pleasant working environment, apparently it is, yeah. because the writers filed a grievance against them, and they're gone. Uh, so they will be credited as the executive producers uh, for the first five episodes of season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the show, the production is on hiatus at the moment. They, were, they didn't plan to take a break after five episodes. Yeah, much like what they did last yeah. time. Uh, well, they did... They did it was Nine more and six yeah. last year time or five yeah, and something like that. But they've taken a break after five. Uh, Alex Kurtzman is taking over as showrunner, and this it almost feels like it plays right into the hands of what CBS wanted. And and again, bear in mind we have no idea what the ratings were for Star Trek Discovery on CBS All Access, but it must have it must have driven a lot of subscribers to because the because they have announced that Harbor uh, no sorry Kurtzman. And his dis- his uh, production company are going to be working on at least four more Star Trek projects for CBS All Access, including a Star Trek, um, a, a Starfleet Academy show. Mm-hmm. There, I hadn't heard about that one. Yeah, there are rumors that they are courting Patrick Stewart to come back and oh. do a next gen sequel. I heard about that too. He seems to be like okay with the idea but that's he's a British actor from the stage you don't turn down a gig you know (laughs) until it's offered and the offer is shit then you and then you (laughs) there's also rumors that there will be one of the one of these projects was a limited series like a five episode limited series Uh, rumors are that that will be about Khan and the rise of the eugenics wars that'd be kind of neat I read the books that 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 kind of explain that. Yeah, the, the they Greg were pretty Cox good. Eugenics Wars, uh, yeah. two, two books series. I, I quite like. They fit. They fit the Eugenics Wars, which in the Star Trek continuity happened in the nineties, yeah, the nineteen nineties, and they fit it into actual history to make it like a secret war. Yep, um, it was pretty cool. Um, the other is a Star Trek animated series. I mean, Star Wars animated shows are hot, so why not a Star Trek animated series? Speaking of Star Trek animated series, mm. I think we go back to Ryan on this news. It's on my list. Yeah, I think I posted this too. You did. Yeah. That was the first time I saw it was when you posted it on the page. The uh, soon-to-be-coming-to-a-comic-book-store-near-you uh, everyone's been waiting for this and you wanted it and didn't know you wanted it crossover between the original Star Trek cartoon series cast from 1974 and the original G1 Transformers from 1984 yeah <laughs> be honest I'm curious I, 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 it looks kind of neat I liked the cover I, art that they were showing so yeah. if the interiors or anything like that that's the question mark and IDW has done a ton of these Star Trek crossovers which they range from 
good to the like Green pretty Lantern awesome. one was pretty good. I like the Star Trek Doctor Who crossover. Yeah. Star Trek yep. Doctor I got that there one. was a Star I Trek like Planet one. of the Apes crossover. So why not Star Trek Transformers? Exactly, uh, why not? Back in the day, back when Next Gen was on the air, there was a Star Trek X-Men crossover. Yep. There so. was two of them. There was, there was one an original, and there, there was, was a, one with the next generation. There cast. was a comic book one and a novel one too. There was oh. a, yeah, jeez, they went all out. Yeah, that was back. Marvel had like a deal with Paramount at I, the time. I, was that when they were doing their Paramount comics line? Yeah, that didn't really last very long. Yeah. But uh, the Deep Space Nine comic drawn by Leonard Kirk, yeah, local local comic book artist who's done very well for yeah, himself. Yeah, Malibu had gotten the rights to Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and then almost immediately Marvel had bought Malibu. Yeah. And they put out, I want to say, two issues of an Escape from New York comic, or like I think it was called <laughs> the Snake Plissken Chronicles, and it's like almost impossible to find. Fine. Like it's it's weird. You can never find it, but it's always cheap when it pops up. Like it's, it's not like it's a collector's item, no, it's but just, it's just nobody seems to have one. Nobody has them because nobody bought them. Yeah, and, there, and I guess there's not a demand, so the price doesn't really go. <laughs> so after having gone. 12 years without any Star Trek at all except the three J.J. movies. Yeah. It looks like we're going to get an awful lot of Star Trek over well, the next couple of years. Yeah, but pre-production is... Uh, it's a start, but it doesn't... Like, out of those four projects, we'll see two of them. Yeah. But there's also a fourth J.J. movie and the Tarantino Star Trek movie that apparently everybody's signed to as well. Yeah. So. And they got to put something on those on-demand channels. On those... You know, on yeah. The... the uh, you know, I we mean, keep talking the uh, the uh, online wars, right? What are we? You know, the Netflix CBS All streaming. Access yeah. streaming. There's I've the seen word. The, the ads for it in Canada now. You can now get CBS All Access oh, no. in Canada. I don't, yeah, I don't it's got table, everything so. American CBS All Access has except Star Trek. Trek. So there's no unless you really love The Good Wife. You can watch Jag spin off <laughs> The Good Place. Mm. Uh, not the good, the good fight. The good place is a whole different. Yeah, show. I was, was going to say, say I like no, the good. That's the good not place. a spinoff of it's that. Not a, no, I was like, the, how are those two related? The good fight is the spinoff of the good wife, uh, which I think CTV already carries. So, yeah. So uh, a little bit of personal news I discovered is uh, my dad's company, the company he works for, does golf carts for lots of things. Yes. There is he, one of his golf carts is on Discovery. It's in an episode of it, Discovery. It's uh, they've modified it. He doesn't know what it looks like, but he knows like they've done a whole whack of stuff to it in season two coming up. Um, no, it would have been in season one too. Hmm. It's, I don't it, remember a golf cart? They wanted something else, but they couldn't modify it enough to to look like Star Trek. Star I guess so. Hmm. So my my dad is now now that's the second one he's got because there's one in Pacific Rim. Too. Yep. As well, so very cool. I'm what I'm trying, what I'm hoping for, is that he has to go and pick it up one day because then, it, especially like to do repairs or something in the next two months when I have nothing to do, because <laughs> I will go along with him and I'll get the C set and possibly if that happens, you could please call me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might get they might get suspicious if four of us go in to pick up oh, one God. golf cart. Because that's how I got to see the the, the set of Pacific Rim, and the, there's something just so cool about seeing a set. I want to is... walk onto the bridge of the Discovery or the Enterprise. Uh, I'm pretty sure they won't let you. Yeah, ah. it's it's probably in the uh, in the, uh, the whatever they're using back. for the document. Here it is. Take it. I know they've taken over a lot of that that Lakeshore Studio space. Well, I think though. it's pretty much it's them and the Expanse yeah. that have taken that. Whole, that I are think being filmed a nice down there. Friendly rivalry between those two shows because they all sort of work together. No, that's cool. 
like baseball games and that kind of thing. Yeah. You're stuck in the city for a while, and like you have similar occupations, right? So, what um, else you got there? Uh, everyone's favorite classic Superman villain will be making a brand new comic book appearance. What? You mean Lex Luthor? He's already in the comic book. No, no, no. I said super intelligent favorite classic movie. Is it a super intelligent gorilla? It's always no. a super intelligent gorilla. No. This one comes from Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. <laughs> the one and only Nuclear, Nuclear Man. Man. Yes. To be honest. Uh, the picture that they've shown the, of him? Yeah. Written by, uh, drawn by Ivan Rice? Yeah. Looks pretty awesome. Yeah. And it's an, he hasn't done anything to the, the design, really. No. It looks like... And if anybody can redeem a character like that, it's Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah, yeah possibly. I've been reading Man of Steel. I'm kind of glad that... like I just read issues 2, 3, and 4 to... Yeah, 2, 3, and 4 today. Okay. Between my lunch break, uh, lunch break and morning break. Uh, and I'm glad I did it that, you know, that quickly all together because there was a bit of a time... Like, I don't know if it's... a the sequence is out of order. Like first issue is kind of happening currently. It's like you see him fighting that guy that claims to have killed Krypton. And then second issue, you're not at that point. You're like before that. Mm. And then you slowly get back to that point. Okay. Yeah. I, I haven't read it yet. Oh, yeah. I was planning on checking it out in trade. But uh I just watched Superman two this weekend. Ooh. Or you, the Donner Cut or the original? Timeline? Yes. I original or Donner Cut? Okay. In yeah. in theory, his the, it, the theatrical cut would, should be the one he yes. watches. Yeah. Now, Star Wars, you're going to have a hard time finding that to a certain extent. Yeah. But uh, well, you'd be surprised. You can find. Well, somebody did. Uh, if you have a VHS player, I can hook you up. Yeah. Well, oh, I've got it on VHS. Somebody did a remaster of the original trilogy, but a remaster basically they took the old version and upgraded everything. Mm-hmm. Like they went through and cleaned everything out, like did a full remaster, but without the special edition stuff uh, on it. Hmm. Interesting. I saw it uh, somebody was selling bootlegs of it at uh, Niagara Comic Con, and I was tempted. Just for, like, archival purposes to a certain extent, right? Like, it's been so long since I've seen that version. Yeah. Well, the two movies that I watched this weekend were Superman 2 and Flash Gordon. (laughs) Flash! (laughs) Savior of the Universe. I've never seen Flash Gordon. Oh, it's got lovely you're, music. You're not, I don't you're not know missing if I've out. seen the entire thing. It's not good. No. It's but got I, Timothy Dalton in it. But I apparently inadvertently took my internet alias from a Flash Gordon villain, and I didn't even know it until like years later. Nice. Queen Azura. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I guess she's in that. Yeah. John Reese Davies is it John Reese Davies? Yeah, he's, he's the one of the Hawk people. No, no, it's Brian Blessed. Oh, it's Brian Blessed. I was yeah, the they're very similar though. The, uh, Timothy Dalton is the prince, and uh, yeah, I didn't recognize okay. anybody else. But it's very colorful. <laughs> so, do you have anything before your big rant one? Uh, just that? one more little thing. Okay, I got a little thing too. So, so. San Diego Comic Con. Is what weeks away now? Is it like next weekend? It's in July. So it's coming it's up because they're announcing all the different panels and, and everything toy like that. Exclusives and, and apparently we will get a, we will be getting our first look at Young Justice Outsiders. Nice at their San Diego Comic Con panel because uh, DC Universe goes online this summer, doesn't it? The reportedly it's supposed to be, but can Summer's, we believe reports? Yeah. Well, stuff like that gets pushed back, though, right? So. Yes. 
So my little tidbit is like it, it's an unfortunate thing because it's a video game I've been following for a little while and I've just been waiting for it to go on sale is the development for future stuff for the Friday the 13th online game has ceased. Uh, unfortunately, it, and not due to the it, the creators. It, for those who haven't seen it, it's a multiplayer online game where it's like 30 people get into the session and like 29 of them end up being camp counselors and one of them and one player is Jason. So it's camp counselors versus Jason trying to kill Jason, right? Okay. And uh, it was originally not a Friday the 13th game, but they had made it so well that the guys who hold the rights to it at the time went, why don't you make it a Friday the 13th game? You're basically doing Friday the 13th without the hockey mask. Just Here's the license. Now, we'll do it cheap and kickstart it. What was that other game that just recently came out? That was- there, there are a bunch of them like that. There's, there's one that came out where it's like... Leatherface and Michael Myers are downloadable content. I think so. And there's, yeah. Yeah, cause there's, like, there's five people, one person's a killer. You walk Dead by Dawn. Sounds Something right. Something like that. I've watched a bunch of Achievement Hunter videos. It's usually pretty funny. Now, the problem that has popped up, it, like because that's like a really nice story to hear. Because like, in theory, they could have gotten sued into the ground. But instead, the rights holders went, you got something really good here. Let's uh, put a little bit of whipped cream and a cherry on top and just give yeah. it the rights cheap. Which is what they did. But unfortunately, the guy who wrote the screenplay to the original Friday the 13th movie is saying that he was not a work for hire. And because those uh, copyright laws and reinserting your right laws are exist, he is now claiming ownership, like wants uh. ownership to revert back and the whole thing's in court. So they were the game was skating by for a little while and now it's basically they've been told like, don't do anything else unless you want to get sued too. So they've had the cease development on their DLC. Like they were going to do a couple more maps, and because Jason looks a little different in each movie, they were like different skins for Jason yeah. and stuff like that. So it's a little, a little sad because it's like it's completely out of their the the game company's hands. They they've got and they're not like a huge company either. It's can they release the game without the license? The game's already out. Oh. It's, they just can't do anything else with it. Like oh. All they can do now, legally, is they can maintain the servers to keep the game up and running. Oh. And that's it. Oh, that sucks. That's yeah. too bad. So, did, did you have anything else yeah, before yeah, Ryan more, goes into his rant? One more that... I, me- I missed it last episode, because I wanted to bring it up, and I said, like, oh, I won't write this down. Yeah. I'll remember it, this, and I forgot about this it. This came up in early <laughs> June, mm. and it's that there's going to be a major change in branding for a lot of Canadian specialty channels on television, all the ones owned by Bell Media. Oh, and so I've, I've heard rumblings. So if you are fans of space... Bravo, Comedy, or Gusto, they will be no more come this fall. Uh, they will be rebranded as CTV Sci-Fi, CTV Drama, CTV Comedy, and CTV Life. And they're going to be packaged together with uh, two new ad-supported VOD services called CTV Movies and CTV Vault. CTV has signed a deal with Sony Entertainment. So Sony Movies will be available for free on this CTV app. And movies like Spider-Man and... Uh, Men in Black Men was the other Black one they said. the other one that they mentioned. 
CTV Vault is uh, shows that CTV and their channels have aired over the years, including uh, the shows that they're mentioning are Rescue Me, Community, Damages, The Larry Sanders Show. Uh, they're going to be free but ad-supported. So you will still get to watch commercials. Yeah. Um, CTV is saying, well, this new hub is going to be the place where, well, they're... they're um, their press release calls it the new CTV super hub, super hub. Canada's best entertainment content will now be curated and exhibited together in a singular CTV destination. The Handmaid's Tale, Star Trek Discovery, Cardinal, The Big Bang Theory, and Spider-Man, for example, will coexist within the same environment. So with those few titles like The Handmaid's Tale and Star Trek, mm -hmm. that makes me think that they will have first-run episodes of shows on this on demand. So that... Come begs the question, like with CTV's apps now, the CTV Go apps, you need to be a subscriber to a cable package in yeah. to get them. This doesn't say anything about that. If they're ad-supported, I could kind of see them testing the waters and freeing that up, or at least for one of them. Maybe not the well, movie one. No, but I think the movie one and the vault the, one Those are ones the, are free. The ones that, that they, they have said are going to be free because those aren't existing channels either. Yeah. Uh, it's these other four that are currently subscriber-based cable channels that I wonder about whether you will have to be a subscriber uh, to their cable channel to watch. Them. So this will be in the fall? This uh, all happens? Apparently. That, that makes a lot of sense in some ways. and It, it makes it because that's going to cost money. Yep. And that's with the rebranding of space and everything that, that I imagine that means that's the end of their in-house programming, basically. Like well, their, they've pretty the stuff that they make. They so. pretty much already have ended the in-house programming. Well, yeah, but that they, means there's no chance of it coming back now. Right. Unless it comes back under a different brand. You know, you know, inner space, well, it's not on space anymore, so inner space, maybe they come back with some other sci-fi-based stuff. Mm. Mm. The one Who knows that, what they're going to do. That was part of those layoffs. Wasn't Discovery a Bell Media channel? Yep. So that's one, like, there's not a CTV Science channel. Uh, so well, that might be depending on how because Discovery is not the channel is ran by Bell, right? Right. But Discovery, the brand, is owned by whoever by owns Media. it. Yeah, yeah, Discovery Media. So that depending on how long that deal goes for, right. is like you don't want to bother paying money for something that you're not using. So if the, the, two years from now, when that deal runs out, it may rebrand all that stuff. That's it's, true. That's true. So uh, this. This uh, super hub they're calling it will be available on connected devices everywhere, including the web, iOS, Android, Chromecast, Apple, and Android TV, Xbox One, and Samsung. Oh, good. I was just going to say, yeah. I hope they make an Xbox app. That'd be nice. So, Makes it easy. They, didn't put so, it they said they are. All of your CTV viewing pleasure, which, let's be honest, in Canada, 80% of the things people watch are on CTV. Yep. Um, yes. So that's... Um, I think that's a big kind of shakeup. Yeah, well, for us, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's, Changes it's, the media landscape in Canada. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Did, did you already talk about your thing? Yep. Okay. Uh, that was the Friday the 13th game. So, oh, yeah, it was. Wind her up. Oh, yeah. Time. Let it go. Okay. So, Solo came out. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. It made money. A little bit. Yeah, it made Just a good chunk not, of money. Not as much as people may have hoped. It didn't make a billion dollars like the other ones did. Mm -hmm. And everybody is reporting 
that this means the end of the standalone movies. Sources say this. Sources say that. Lucasfilm is saying no. Disney and Lucasfilm are saying nothing. Well, I thought they had released a press release saying that. Like, no, no we're there still was developing shit. No, there was another report. This one because a lot of those were like, oh, this is such a publication. This there was one in the Hollywood, the Hollywood something or other. Hollywood I don't reporter. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, that quoted sources in Lucasfilm saying, oh no no. The one, uh, these, the movies that are rumored to be in production are still in production. Which, once again, I always talk. Oh, this, the the, the Obi Wan Kenobi movie and the Boba Fett movie. Those movies, as far as confirmation, don't exist. They've never been. Nothing's yeah. ever really yeah. been said. It's all speculation. Same with, uh, like the only ones that we know for sure. We get Episode Nine. And then we get a trilogy from Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. And a trilogy from the Game of Thrones guys. Yeah. Now there was even another. Those two trilogies haven't been officially announced. No, they've, they've been, been announced that they're going to be doing them. They're they not, haven't said any. No. Topic. Yes. Yeah. And then the other thing. Oh, and then we're also going to get a TV series from. Uh, what's his oh, name? Uh, Happy Hogan. Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> I mentioned his name to you this morning. John Favreau. Yeah, I knew it was John. I just didn't remember. God damn it! It's the beer. I'm blaming the beer. Happy Hogan was from Iron Man. Iron Man. Iron Man. He has a last name. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, so his TV series on the on demand, and now if you listen to the reports, that's where this reported Obi Wan Kenobi movie is going to be going now. Is will you be going on to the Disney on de- uh, streaming service? So that they have something to compete with Netflix. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised in some ways, but it oh, seems like a, that's a lot of money to put into it, something that's. I wouldn't be surprised that they start doing throwing some exclusive movies on the other thing because yeah, it's a good way to get people to sign up. But all these reports and oh, this is a nope, solo did shitty, so they're canceling everything. It's like they haven't said anything. Relax. The movie didn't do that bad. The movie was good. It didn't do well, not because of the movie. It didn't do well because of the timing of the movie. Yeah, you know when you have it I think that right after Deadpool and yeah. Avengers, when everybody's get, gotten used to Star Wars at Christmas. I think more than anything else, I could see things being shifted in their internal schedule to make sure that they don't come across that situation again. Yeah, yeah, because it it got nuked. Is that that's it was. Disney doesn't even have a real franchise picture coming out this Christmas, except Mary Poppins. They're putting a lot of faith in that movie, yes, though. they are. But there's not a Marvel movie between Ant-Man, which comes out next week, and... Captain Marvel Captain in February? Marvel, which doesn't come out until February. Mm-hmm. So we're going over six months without a Marvel movie, either. Well, there's also the Spider-Man movie, uh, the and animated the one, which isn't connected, but it keeps the brand out there, That's right? True. So. But it's not them at all. So... No. Are the people who are complaining that there isn't going to be an Obi-Wan movie and there isn't going to be a Boba Fett movie, are they the same people who are complaining that Solo ruined their childhood and that well, we need a petition to get rid no, of No, I think they're eight. the people who say Last Jedi ruined their childhood. Yeah. And it's not who so much that... raising money to try and do oh. a remake. I read that, too. And yeah, Ryan Johnson's like, like a do it. Go ahead. Let's see you do better. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's awesome in like, some way. It's the same 
people, Star Wars fans. Well, see, they're not complaining that the movies aren't happening. They're just they're reporting that these movies that have not been confirmed or that 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 exist announced, yeah, are being canceled and stopped. Yeah, but Mm. then they would complain. Oh, they would still complain. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's what fanboys do. I I had a big online discussion with James Green from Geek Heart the other day where he it's like it's you know the meat have inherited the earth and now all we're doing is complaining about it yep. you know <laughs> it's, it's basically what it comes down to is like you know we've, we've waited for years to get all this stuff and now all they're doing is shitting on yeah. it it's like guys we went 16 years between the original trilogy and the prequels yeah and we went uh what 2005 to 2014 between the so to be honest I'd like a break from a little bit of everything yeah you know so we, we made it through the lean years, and now we've had four Star Wars movies in the last three and a half years, and people are upset. Just, like, you know, it's there's a lot of stuff. I'm not going to see everything I want to see this summer. No. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to see Jurassic Park. I know Ryan still wants to see it. Yes, I do. Um, I don't want. I don't think I'm going to. I don't like going to drive in really. It's not bad, but I fall asleep. It's a smaller movie that came out two weeks ago. If I'm going to be gone by a movie, I'd rather sit in a comfortable chair than in my car. And then not this week, next week, Ant Man and Wasp comes out. Yay, Ant Man and Wasp! Yep. I'm looking forward to that one. In case you know, like you know, we don't have to put all the all these movies out at the same time. Well, the, after Ant-Man and the Wasp, there's not really much that I want to see this summer. That kind of tones it off a little bit. maybe yeah. Christopher Robin? That movie looks oh, really good. Right? It does look good. <laughs> when's that? And sad. It's in August. When, no, when's that Steve Carell movie that we posted oh, the trailer Oh, yeah, that looks really, really good. Too. I still That's haven't watched that trailer. Movie as well, I think. Welcome to Marwin, it's called. Yeah. It's a, it's a toy movie. I thought it'd be right up your alley. Well, right. yeah. sort yeah. of a toy movie. About it, right? Yeah, I haven't no, watched the trailer really for it yet. it really good. And in the fall, Wreck-It Ralph 2. I'm, oh, oh, yeah, God, I want to see that. I can't wait for that one. I, it was supposed to come out in March, and I'm still upset that it didn't. Yeah. So, double-check your reporting. Stop your whining. I yeah. think that's a, end, well, that's end of rant. Points. People <laughs> we, just like to complain. Yes, yes, they do. And it's, it's unfortunate, because we, like... You know, we get a lot of cool stuff out. I'm watching a second season of Luke Cage. Yeah, have you started it? Yeah, how I'm far on, in are you? We're on third we episode. Watched, yeah, we watched like two be, episodes. We watched, yeah, I think I'm on like episode four. Maybe it's a, it, out of the Marvel series so far, this one is for a second season. This one has grabbed me a bit more. We'll see. To be yeah, honest, I never, I still haven't finished Jessica Jones. I'm like, no, I might no, have like two. two? Yeah, I might have like three episodes. I don't know. I just started to, I trailed off on that one. Yep. I wasn't excited for this at all. This Luke Cage season two. I just was like, oh yeah, it's cool. It's coming out. And then I, I'd I, forgotten about it up until well, I just, like a it kept week popping ago. up on my Netflix. Like, oh, it's coming out. So I was like, okay. I started watching episode one on the weekend and I like, stopped it halfway through and watched something else before I left the house. Mm. And then. I've you know worked my way through a few episodes and there's been a few things that kind of got me a little more into like okay this is what I'm looking for from these series it's like when you get the little like the, the casual crossovers yeah but if you went like if you went back in time and found like teenage me and like you are going to be able to watch 24 episodes teenage of me a, would have called you a nerd of a, of a show Starring the character of Luke Cage, teenage me would have laughed at you and walked away because he wouldn't have believed it. Well, there's at a all. teenage me would have been who's Luke Cage series. Teenage me would have been who's Luke Cage too. 
Also, is I he would, a wrestler? Yeah. <laughs> it, what, one of the very first comic books I ever bought was a Power Man and Iron Fist comic. Ah. We know peak comic book will have reached its zenith when the Alpha Flight TV series gets announced. There you go. It depends. If it's the can, all Canadian one, yes. If it's that current version oh, of Alpha yeah, oh, Flight. Oh, they could end up in uh, Captain Marvel, couldn't yeah, they? Yeah, that's like. They could. She could be, have a team with Sasquatch and Aurora. And, yeah. Or the Great Lake Avengers. They already have a theme song. Yeah, but I could see that as an animated series. Easy. Like, and who knows what's happening with. Uh, with uh, new warriors, new warriors at this point, but yeah. So we never did. I never did watch that show with the giant dog that teleports. Did that happen? Humans, humans. yes, it did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did we talk about that at all? No, no. no. I don't think I've we'll talked about. I, I watched it. I talked about it a little bit. Go back, listen. Oh, okay. I just want to see the giant dog teleport. I've been, I've been looking at the have release I not, calendar for. Have I not for passed on year. episodes too? Think so. Um, I think you should check again. After Ant Man, I may have already given them to you. Okay. No, maybe Teen Titans. There's the Teen Titans Go movie. Oh, oh I'm so <laughs> that looks looking good. forward to that. That looks good because it kind of takes the piss out of everything. Yeah, and I really want to go see that with my niece and nephew. There's a Mission Impossible movie this summer. Um, you know, what? I haven't seen the last couple in the theaters. I wait and watch those at home. If you sat There's... me down and you were like, "Tell me the distinct plot of all of the Mission Impossible movies," I would not be able to. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise shit does some up. stuff. I'd, I'd be like. Which one did he do they this stunt in? Something. Which, which something. one yeah, did he climb outside? That would be me. It's like which, yeah, that's which the one, one where he hangs off the plane. There's a no, no it's the one where he hangs off the building. <laughs> There's a purge movie that comes out next week. I've and never watched any of the purge movies. Uh, the I think it's the second one is actually all right. It's got an interesting idea this behind is a it. But well, this is the one with the, the first, first purge. Yeah. yeah. Um. There's Hotel Transylvania three. Uh, that's part of me wants to watch Hotel Transylvania one and two because yeah. it looks cute. Part of me is you, like there's oh, a TV series. Adam Sandler. There's a the cartoon part of me series. Is like, it's like a prequel. The guy behind it is the uh, the dude who did Samurai Jack yeah. and did Dexter's. Oh Lab. really? I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. There is uh, there's skyscraper. The Rock versus uh. the... the Rock does Die Hard. Yeah. Uh, I, I I might I might see that on a cheap night or and something. And there's a Mamma Mia sequel coming that, that nobody, nobody asked for. <laughs> There's also it opens the same weekend as the Equalizer sequel, which that is a nobody point. asked for. Yeah, like and the Unfriended the, sequel. Was the Equalizer the movie with Denzel Washington where he destroys everybody because of like some insignificant thing? No, did they kill his dog? No, no, no. That was John Wick, and that's a terrible uh, movie. <gasps> that's a great movie. Kind of, no, because they kill the dog. It's no, awful. He's hired. Or, I can't remember. Which he, is the one where Denzel Washington goes apeshit because of like some. Well, there's a couple of those movies, though. <laughs> there's Man on Fire because they they kidnap the girl he's guarding. That, that's a good one. Man on Fire is just awesome. It's a long movie, but it's pretty good. No, it like, it felt long because I watched it on TV. Yeah, no, that's the right one. Oh, it's okay. not, I don't think it's something insignificant. Like, there's a reason why he well, does it. Yeah, there is, but it's not something that in I can't. And I can't he does it at a Home Depot and just <laughs> yeah, like, but it, it wasn't oh, something that okay, warranted you the destruction close, of like. 25 to 35 yeah. people. I, I like Denzel Washington, but I didn't think that movie made enough money to right. be bothered with. But if but, Denzel wants to do it, then they'll do it, right? Yeah, I guess. And, like, it, it's maybe it's not that huge of a budget. Maybe. There's also the giant, giant shark movie. Oh, The oh, Meg. The Meg. I want to see The Meg. <laughs> I'll go to the theaters for that. I like yeah. my big monsters. Is it literally just a movie about a giant shark? 
Yeah, First yeah, Jason Statham. I hope he punches it. <laughs> have you not seen the trailer? No, so the trailer yes, opens. You have. You have they're, they're in this underwater I thing. This little what? girl playing with the ball and the giant shark like bites the glass. Was my reaction? If you don't want the things in the water to eat you, don't go into the ocean. Yes, because that's usually what I say with those types of movies. You know, it's I, very it's easy. It's a megalodon. You know what ocean. I think this is? I think this is an excuse for Jason Statham to show off his diving and swimming skills because he was. Isn't there a little Chinese girl on a submarine yeah. in the trailer? I think it, I want to say Jason Statham was. Not Olympic level diver, but really? like pretty close. Huh. Like, he, like he would have been that if somebody had gotten if somebody had gotten sick, he would have. Uh, now I gotta look up team. Jason Statham and it's weird diving. because he's got a he's got hair in it. Oh, that like, kind of ruins you know, like, it. Yeah, it kind of. He didn't shave for aerodynamics. Well, it's short, <laughs> but he still has hair. Like it's a, it's like when you see pictures of Vin Diesel with hair, it's like I don't think I have. It's still him, but something just looks weird. See, you're talking about his hair, and I'm more thinking of Jason Statham in a speedo. <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. No, I'm not. You guys keep talking. I'm just going to enjoy this mental image for a minute. <laughs> But yeah, we could. You know, we don't need all these these movies in in one summer. We could spread some of the love out. You know. Well, uh, to be fair, they kind of to be fair. Used to be, to be all the all the movies used to come out in June, and now they start coming out in February. Yeah. Oh yeah, February and March used to be like dead zones. It was awful because that's like right around my birthday. And dead zone or Oscar or uh, like leftover Oscar. Yeah, but Oscar bait. No, because Oscar December, stuff needed to be out unless you were actually no, watching the, the dead zone. And then there was nothing until like. June. January awful. and February is where they would get the wide release. They would always, oh, okay. a lot of those would get like the limited, like New York, LA, and sometimes Toronto releases. So they qualify for the Oscar and then they would get a wide release like three months later. So speaking of movies, we all saw Incredibles 2. Yay! Yay! So, because she has gone on record as saying it was the movie she was most excited for this summer, Jen can go first this time. So, Incredibles 2, what did you think, Jen? It was so good. (laughs) It was so cute. Was it worth 14 years of waiting? Um... I don't know because I didn't really. Think Let's about go into it. a little bit more in depth than like it was so good. <laughs> Please elaborate. I didn't really think about it for the past fourteen years. I mean, I liked the first one, but the first one didn't exactly end on a cliffhanger. Well, it kind of, sort of did, but it wasn't like you needed to see the sequel. So it's not like I was waiting for fourteen years. Like, what's going to happen next? Right. Mm. It ended well. Right. But I love that they pick it up. Uh, right where the first one left off. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like immediately. So on, we went and saw it on Sunday morning or afternoon. Mm-hmm. And so Saturday night, we watched the first one because I'm like, oh, I haven't seen this in years. It's got to be fresh in our minds. Um, I mean, I didn't like I did Okay, I didn't like it as much as the first one. No, But sequels are very rarely better than the first one. Mm-hmm. So for a sequel, I really, really enjoyed it. I love that they explored... Uh, Jack Jack's powers. I love that the focus was on uh, Elastigirl being the hero mm-hmm. and and uh, Mr. Incredible trying to be a stay-at-home dad and how he realizes that it's not that easy. Right. Um, but I love that even though it was driving him nuts inside and like he was like cringing and grinding his teeth, he still did it for his wife, which right. I loved. Because especially right after watching the first one where, you know, he thinks his whole family is dead and then, you know, 
uh, they're not obviously, that he can still let go so a little bit. That's one thing the first movie had that this one didn't have was the stakes, right? He thought yeah. his family was dead and there was no point where she thought the stakes no. here were the stakes here were different in that the kids had to do the rescuing because the parents got Yeah, and I loved that too. I loved that it was more of a, a, a growing up moment for the kids and that they got to be superheroes too and they weren't just kind of tag well they were tagging along they shouldn't have done a lot of stuff but it wasn't um it, they got an opportunity to shine mm-hmm. um i mean it definitely had things in it that i disliked oh god my favorite scene was jack jack versus the raccoon <laughs> yeah that was the yeah best. that was pretty good <laughs> and finally understood so why the Disney store has like the little fighting puppets of Jack you know, Jack and a raccoon. The ones you put they come in a double set. And like, <laughs> yeah. Why is there a raccoon? Yeah. Oh my god, I Because that's buy been that. out for like two yeah. months now. Yeah. So. I didn't even know there was a raccoon until we were walking into the theater and I looked at the poster and I'm like, Jack Jack's shooting a raccoon with lasers. That's kind of awesome. Um, so I didn't get a chance to watch the first Incredibles before I saw this one and I just was listening to a podcast where they mentioned that the animation style that they used in the first one, if you, I don't know if you noticed this as people who just watched the first one. So the the scene with the Underminer at the beginning, before the credits opening credits came up, was done using the exact same software and the exact same um, style as the first Incredibles movie. And then after the credits, the character designs changed slightly, and the design was different. I didn't notice. Did you notice that? I noticed that the city stuff seemed a little bit more detailed. The the, the, but other than that, the the Incredibles designs Mm -hmm. are such that they the improvements in technology won't hamper them that much. The only thing I really noticed is the hair got better, and that seems to be Pixar's thing for me. Is hair and fur seems to get better each movie that they do. Here's, a, here's a, an awful question about design, too. Do you think Mr. Incredible likes his women curvy? Because she's Elastigirl. She can make her body shaped like anything, and yet she designs it so she's got those very wide hips. He must really enjoy that. <laughs> or she does. Perhaps. No, because she complains about it in the first one. Yeah, she And that was a thought butt. I had, was like, <laughs> Why don't you just make your hips smaller if you don't, like, you seem to have that ability. Well, I think maybe she can't hold, like, that's not her, na- she can stretch, but she can't hold it forever. Like, oh, it's, yeah. It's it like would if require you stuck your arm out yeah, and yeah, you yeah. had to hold your arm like that for 20 years. Yeah, see, like, it's more like the powers, like, if you watched Arrow this season, of, oh, no, Flash, uh, Elongated Man was on it. Yeah. And his power base, he could do the, you know, blow up like big like a balloon or change shape. And, do, and then he did the whole thing when he got powers. He was, you know, first off, he was fat and dumpy. And then he was able to do muscle memory to skinny himself up because he used to be skinny. Right. Now, in her case, it's more like Mr. Fantastic, where it's like stretchy stuff and he doesn't really. I guess he does stretch so, out thin and... I thought maybe to Mr. Answer, Incredible just wanted something to hold on to. Yeah, well, maybe he likes junk in the trunk regardless. <laughs> and like cushion it. for the... No. It's a kid's movie, Kevin. It's a kid's movie. Both of you, come on. Did you find the hidden penises? It's a Disney movie. Come on, they always hide penises. The one thing I didn't like about the character design was that I could tell right off the bat who the villain was. Like, immediately. The minute she enters the... the, Oh, spoilers, by the way. Yeah. Because all of the characters had 
big eyes, big wide eyes, open eyes, and she was half-lidded the entire time. Yeah. And I'm like, she looks different. She's the villain. And that kind of took me out of it a bit. And also, maybe it's because we've been watching a lot of late-night TV or late-night clips on YouTube. Every character to me seemed like a different late-night host. The guy who was the news anchor kind of looked like Conan. The guy who was the mayor looked like Stephen Colbert. <laughs> and I mean, maybe that was just me, but it kind of... I, it took me out of it a little More bit. More often than not, those are the other animators. Yeah. And when, whenever they need somebody to look like it, or like for a basis of somebody, they just usually oh, this goes back look to around a, their cubicles. This goes back to a news story we missed. I'm just going to throw this in here quick. Oh, okay. John Lasseter, head of Pixar and Disney. Animation. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's, he's gone. He's gone. From the company now. He is? Yeah. Aww. There were some allegations against him, Aww. sadly. He, he was uh, gone uh, for six months, and then he, he resigned when he... And he... Yeah, and after the leave was done, he resigned. So Pixar's being taken over by Pete Docter, who uh, did Up, and I think Finding Nemo were his two big movies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, did I say Up? I meant Inside Out. Inside Out. And well, it's him and somebody else, isn't it? Isn't so it? So Docter's taking over Pixar. The Lasseter was also the head of Disney Animation as well. Yeah. He was the head of both. So the person taking over that job is the woman who directed Frozen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So well, both companies being, are in good hands. Yeah, yeah I was the, just going to say that. And hopefully his, like, okay, put aside whatever allegations are there, whether they're true or not. He brought back imagination to Disney in right. a lot of ways. And he hopefully also they, head of Disney Imagineering, too. Yeah, so, so hopefully the, well. hopefully that, that standard stays. Well, I mean, Doctor's movies have been really great. Yep. And so Frozen, you got to admit, was a bit of a hit. Just a little. <laughs> So you liked it? Yeah. Uh, how Did it live up to your expectations? Mm, I might have been a little bit too excited. I yeah. mean, it was really, really good, and I did enjoy it, but it wasn't as, as good as I had hoped it was going to be. Um, but I don't know. Now now all those hopes and dreams are sitting squarely on Wreck-It Ralph's shoulders. So. <laughs> yeah, but you did like it. Uh, oh, no, I really liked it did. A lot. I wanted to go see it again. Mm. No, that's not a scratching post. Brent, 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 stop scratching things. Petra showed up. Podcast kitty. Ryan, what did you think? Yep. I liked it. I saw it. I enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, it was, uh, you know, I didn't get a chance to rewatch the first one. I probably haven't seen the first one in probably like five years even. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other than bits and pieces here and clips and stuff like that. But, uh. No, I enjoyed it. I uh, it met my expectations. It, it gave me what I wanted. It makes you know after seeing it though, I kind of want to see more. I guess the one thing I did you know the, I, that I wanted to see more of that we didn't get that we didn't get really until the end was the the family being heroes together. Mm. Yeah, that's that's true. Using you know the I think the next one should so we've had one concentrating on the father. Now we've had the mother. So the next one should be on the pilot. Well, if not violet, just the kids alone, yeah. like just the, even just the two of them. Yeah, dealing with growing up and having power. If there is a next one, if there is a next one, this is on track to become the highest-grossing animated film of all time. I think there'll be a next one. Uh, hey, I don't know. In fourteen years, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We'll all come back in twenty thirty-two to see Incredibles three. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it, or you know, maybe. Instead of giving us another movie, we get a TV series. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Some shows. Yeah, Yeah, we're getting that Baymax cartoon. The Mm. 
Big Hero Six. Big That's Hero already Six. on, isn't it? It's I think on. it's no. It's it starting or about to. There's they, a few episodes out there. Yeah, I think they aired like a premiere kind of thing, and but the show doesn't actually start for another month. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But so. uh, yeah, those are my thoughts. I enjoyed the movie. Kevin, I I really had a good time at it. Again, it, it, it's not as great as the first one, but uh, but I I really enjoyed it. Now um, there were there was no post credit scene, but I did make Ryan stay till the end because they played all the heroes theme song. Yeah, we noticed yeah. that as we were leaving, and I thought well, that we were sitting here, awesome. we were standing, we were like just about to walk down the aisle, like the the, the ramp to get when out. When I heard the Frozone theme yeah. song. So then we turned which around. Which is done in the style of Shaft. It's... <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to have to look that up on Spotify now. So I thought, oh, Brent's going to love this. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Uh, the, but it was fun. And uh, I liked, I, I love the design of these movies. I love the look of them. Yeah, it's simple, um, but it works. There's... And they Go make, ahead. Oh, I was going to say, if they all had theme songs, does that mean that they were all on... Did, did they all have a TV show? Like, was there any... Uh, I, I think it's more just they been... had fan clubs. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, what's, okay. what's his name in the first one? Syndrome. Syndrome was, it started off as part of right. Mr. Incredible's fan club, right? I lo- I did love the the Incredible the credit card. The credit oh, card. Yeah. And the remote control for it and everything like that. Mm. And the kids using that. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was uh, super fun. I love Edna. I mean, how can you not love... And they used Edna just enough. Yeah, right? I love how she bonds with Jack-Jack until we're walking down the hall and he's got his, his lollipop <laughs> like she's holding her cigarette, cigarette holder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that was, I thought that was a, a, a nice touch. Um, yeah, no, it was just... It was fun to watch. And yeah. I love... They do superhero action better i think than any other superhero movies do superhero I, I could uh, agree with that to a the, certain extent uh, yeah. like, like stretching as a power has never seemed that exciting but the way they use elastigirl's powers oh i love her motorcycle. is amazing yeah her her yeah her elastocycle and just the way the she can propel herself yeah and, uh, like she's swinging through the city like spider-man just by slingshotting herself and by stretching so that you can walk. Yeah, t- it makes yeah. her powers feel really dynamic and 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 awesome, which they are, I yeah. guess. But it's a little easier to do it in animation, I think, too, than in the real life. Even though it's yeah, still CGI, even though it's still animation. The only but. thing we have to compare it to really are the Fantastic Four movies. But in, yeah. in comics and stuff, like there's what Plastic Man and Mister Fantastic are the stretchy guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Do they do well, there's like a couple that? more out there. Elongated yeah. Man. Do they do anything like that in the comics that compare to how they use her? Mister Fantastic, somewhat. Um, Plastic Man Plastic turns man. himself into objects. Oh, okay. I yeah. really don't. Same know. with the elong- <laughs> Elongated Man. In uh, the sequel of, to like, the Dark Knight, up. Uh, the Dark Knight Returns, uh, what was it called? The Dark Knight Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is Frank Miller does a commentary in that book on Plastic Man that he is the most powerful DC hero out there because really? essential or like has the potential to be because his abilities are only limited by his imagination, like yeah, what he can true. transform into and do and everything like that are only limited by himself, not anything else. <laughs> so, put that to Elastigirl. Very similar power set. Yeah. yeah, but she doesn't change in different shapes. She just stretches. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, even in, in the first one, she's uh, she the, turns into a raft. Yeah, the plane explodes. She's a, a parachute to save the kids, and then she turns into a raft to get them back to uh, 
to the island. She like swings back and forth on the train to avoid getting smacked into things. Um, in the new movie, when she's on top of the train, she like flattens herself down to go mm-hmm. through tunnels. When she's racing to catch the train, she splits the bike in half and she's along the whole. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, when she's infiltrating the base in the first one, she's like smacked up against the roof, and like she's the sneakiest one. Like Mister Incredible just runs in punching, and she is very stealthy. Yeah. So as Jen mentioned, we watched the first one the night before we went and saw it. And for me, I think it may have been a detriment to the second movie. Um, I liked the second movie. It was pretty solid. But the first one is, one, it's the best Fantastic Four movie ever made. It just doesn't happen to have the Fantastic Four in it. To a certain extent, it's one of the better versions of Watchmen ever made, too. Like it, it, there's oh, a lot yeah. of story it's, parallels it's Watchmen between for the kids. two of them. Um, but it, it's a very le- the first one's a very lean movie. There's not a lot of fat to it. Yeah. We don't know how any of these people got powers. Yeah. And it I didn't really. Matter. Yeah, no. it doesn't matter. But I didn't really think about it until like well, the, the first movie. The kids are mutants. Yeah, but how did Mister Incredible and Elastigirl get their powers or Frozone? Right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter but yeah. they don't spend time on those origins because it's not important to the story. No. Originally, this movie wasn't supposed to be out when it came out. It got bumped ahead. Oh, it was really? supposed to be later, like because I guess from what I read, had something to do with the next Toy Story movie. Oh, yeah. And it taking its slot, so this one got bumped forward. So they had to change the story, and that's where we got the villain we got. Because I guess it sounds like originally it was supposed to be more of a like rogue AI. As the villain, that's kind of what the bad guy was at the end of the the first movie. The robot that the self learning robot that Syndrome makes. Eh. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't the, know. I, I just read, I, I I read, read that villain, somewhere. The villain wasn't spectacular in the second one. I mean, I still really, really enjoyed it, especially when she started enslaving all the superheroes. That I was like, oh snap, what's going to happen? I I will go record. My favorite new superhero is Brick. Uh, where are you from? Wisconsin. <laughs> That's the like, only line in the movie, and I laughed. I, I like Void. Was really cute too. Which one? Void. Yeah, she was good. Yeah, uh, but I did she like the guy me of who Karina's friend Liz. But just, <laughs> just in the design of her, Karina. If you're listening to this, look up a Google image of Void from Incredibles two, and then show it to Liz because that would be a good Halloween costume for her. <laughs> I like the guy that that would like bend things. Oh, yeah. Then, the like, crush the, the crusher or whatever. And he's <laughs> like, could you uncrush? Why would you want to uncrush? <laughs> Do anybody ask you to unpunch someone? <laughs> um, I thought... I also was... liked acid reflux. Oh, God. Affliction superpower. And the owl guy was pretty good when, you know... How he when, could turn his head around. Yeah, when, I thought there when was he's a running around him. Yeah. But it, it's one of those things that, like, it, I don't know. There was something about it that didn't latch on to me as much as the first one. And I don't know. I can't tell you what it will. Yeah, is. It, it was definitely. And it maybe be because I saw the first one so close before yeah. it. And yeah. if I hadn't, maybe I would like it better. It was There was definitely something missing that would have bumped it up a notch. But I can't put my finger on what it is either. Um, I, but, yeah, that being said, still very much enjoyed it. Yeah, right. I'd say go see it. And especially if you have kids. If you have kids, oh. th- this is your go-to movie this summer. Oh, yeah. If you don't have kids, go see it anyway. Yeah. yeah. 
if you liked the first one, like you'll go see the second one. So it's already the number three movie of the year, and it's only been really for two weeks. So what's number one right now? Infinity War, Black Panther. Oh, I keep forgetting Still. Black Panther came out this year. Black Panther, uh, this is just domestic gross. Yeah. Black Panther's made $699,747,193. How many cents? 26. Okay. Uh, Avengers Infinity War is 669568000 And Incredibles 2 is 349000000 How much did Deadpool make? Deadpool 2 is number four at $304 million. So uh, it, it's it's tracking to become the highest grossing animated film of all time, which I yeah. think is um, held by Finding Dory at the moment. Oh, is it? I yeah. would have thought Frozen. Or Moana. Let me take a look. It's currently the number 10th. Yep. Yeah. No. Um, the top 10 uh, animated films are Incredibles 2 is number 10 already. Inside Out, Despicable Me 2, Secret Life of Pets, Finding Nemo, Frozen, is number five. Oh wow! Toy Story three is number four. Lion King is number three. Shrek two is number two, and Finding Dory is the number one. I now have seen Lion all King of those is still movies. number three. Yeah, here's where I ask: Does Lion King include? Because that's one of those ones that got a re-release Did or it? two. Oh, well, then it, it, it got probably sequels. does. No, well, no, no, but it got re-released in theaters at least once, if not twice. The Lion King is one of those movies when it came out. I think I saw it in theaters six times. Wow, yeah. I don't, I can't tell. There's not here. very, wasn't very much else to they, do where it, I grew it, up. The Lion I hear King's you. Made not quite as bad dollars. as you. <laughs> I came from a slightly but, uh, bigger city. So what's the the next Disney animated film? Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. That looks good. I, I enjoyed the first <laughs> one though. The so. Milkshake. Bunny gets the, the pancakes. Pop. Ah! God, I love it. <laughs> Are you a princess? Yeah, I love the bit with the princesses. <laughs> and when they when they're obviously at Disney.com. Yeah. And the stormtroopers and everybody. Oh, yeah, that, that that's gonna be so good. That, I'm curious how much they're gonna poke fun of them at themselves in that movie. Because it looks like it, but I don't even know or care what the plot is. All I care is that Vanellope and Ralph are trancing around the internet. Honestly, it sort of <laughs> seems like it's going to be the same as the first one in a lot of ways, except not intentional. Is Ralph and her are away from the game, right? Yeah. Well, they need Ralph back at some point. I think it's going to be more... Is he lost in the internet? Well, I, I rewatched Wreck-It Ralph recently, too, because you went out somewhere and I was here by myself, and I was like, woohoo, Wreck-It Ralph! Uh, so... The, the ending of the first Wreck-It Ralph, though, they all that that's all settled. Because in the first one, he really just wants to be appreciated, and he wants yeah, to be... Yeah, right? well, I don't mean like it's him running away, but yeah. it's him still away from the game. Yeah, but I think it's going to be more of it. how they're, they're going to try to update Wreck-It Ralph so that, you know, maybe their old... Because of the internet and Wi-Fi, uh, their old... Con- or, or what are the arcade cabinets? The cabinet mm. games are, like, going away, and so they need to update Wreck-It Ralph to be more... Into oh, maybe. it, and I think that's how he breaks the internet. Is by I'm, trying I'm to curious update how much mm. I'm curious how much money they shell out for video game cameos in this one, mm-hmm. or if they bother. I but uh, okay, so yeah, go see Incredibles two. It's yeah. uh, it's worth your dollars. I would say it's a definitely at least worth cheap night. But if not, uh, uh, well, full price. If you're, if I'd pay full the... price to watch. I I paid full price to watch it. Yeah, oh, yeah I still owe you for the ticket. No, if you're okay. in the Barry area, I think right now at the drive-in, Solo and uh, Incredibles 2 is on. Yeah, but that'll be this comes out like next week. Well, so. it might still be on next week. <laughs> um, so one last oh, thing. Cats before. in the garbage. Be right back.
Cats in the garbage. Yeah, there's a bag Cats over in the there. Garbage and the silver spoon. So, Why do you have a garbage bag in the middle of your living room floor? It doesn't have food garbage. Oh, okay. It. It's um, not there anymore. So Ryan, there was uh, oh. a comic convention in oh, yeah. Aurelia, and We're Ryan was the, uh, the only one. Well, I think we should do a little yeah, yeah. thing. No, I know. Ryan I thought we were going to forget. Go, though. So, I live in Aurelia and wasn't even able to get there. Okay, yeah, but you back. had rehearsals, didn't you? Or something? I did. Yeah. I had rehearsals. You're, you're theatering? Yes. So, Ryan, how was country... What was it called? Cottage, Cottage Country, country Comic Con. Yeah. Well, um... If you, give your honest opinion, my, I well there was there wasn't much for there for me. Uh, I, the the guests the, there were good guests, just weren't anything that I wasn't looking to buy hundred dollars sketches or get anything signed. Yeah, um, we have a friend who did get a couple sketches and got books signed and spent out. You know, if it was it was one of those shows where if you were into those guests, you could go and stand at their table and talk to them for like an hour. Mm. With a couple people around and have like conversations and have real interaction with them, uh, but if you weren't into those guests, then you didn't. Then it wasn't for you. Yeah, that kind of says something about the attendance, though, to a certain extent. They had, from what I saw, yeah. no, they were like, from what I was in, there was good numbers. Like, there was lots of people coming oh, around. Okay. There was lots of people milling about, but you know, there's like the, some of the comic book guests weren't necessarily your big name guests. That a lot of the non comic geeks would right. know like it was um james obar yeah james obar uh Kevin eastman uh ty templeton jim starling starling's for your comic book nerd right oh, yeah. there though like well, I I mean, well, he's done some modern well, stuff well he was and he was being advertised as creator of thanos uh well, he much was also, like last year when they advertised mark bagley creator of deadpool venom. no deadpool no venom no, last year they were advertising they had one of the creators of Deadpool. The other guy. Yeah, the other oh, guy. Fabian but no, they season. they had Mark Bagley there as creator of Venom. Oh, did they? Oh, okay. And he, he isn't. <laughs> oh. and, uh, but it's all in advertising. But, but, but Starling was also doing like a, uh, a, a one-hour panel with, about D&D or something like this. Oh, and, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and and when, you know, he is, of all the people that I saw, he at one point had like a good lineup of like 10 people deep i haven't seen him around the the gta area in quite a long time so it wouldn't surprise me if that for the comic nerd that's somebody they would drive to aurelia for now on the so on the vendor they they use two full hockey rinks yeah uh on the vendor side it was more of like vendors around the outside of the rink like the outside boards with like an artist alley in the middle with a lot of crafty stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, the vendors, you know, a lot of people selling pop vinyls, like the Funkos. Yeah. Uh, which, they're everywhere you go nowadays. Yep, they're Beanie Babies. Yep. Uh, I saw some cool-looking toys. Like, they had the, uh, this one guy had, uh, like, the, the Stormtrooper Samurai Oh, yeah, figures. the, the oh, movie realization. Yeah. yeah. Now, they're a little out of my price range. Once you start reaching triple digits for, like, a six-inch uh, action yeah. figure. yeah. But uh, there was another, there was uh, this one uh, group out of Ottawa. I can't remember. There was, I ended up buying some minifigs from them, some Lego minifigs, like some knockoffs, because they had some really cool ones. And Brent, I got one for you. Oh. It's in my pocket. Oh. What, what is it? What is it? What did I get? 
Oh, I got Voltron, the minifig. That's awesome. Thank you, Ryan. You're welcome. Oh, he comes with a little sword and everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and after I got that one for you, but then afterwards I was like, oh, I saw one I should have gotten instead. They had aliens and predators. Oh, nice. Yeah. So the. There was some stuff. Like I you gotta love Chinese knockoff. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, our friend Snowhawk Cosplay was there as a featured yep. cosplayer. I was, which is awesome. Yep. And I uh, I was there helping him out for part of the day, which uh, is how I got into the show. Um, now, ticket prices were, I believe, $25 in advance, $30 at the door. Yeah, that's part of what stopped Jen and I going. Yeah, it, it, it stopped a few people that I know from going, just especially people with families that showed up and, they, you know, wife, husband, wife, and two kids. Yeah, there You're seemed to be some confusion. Yeah, ooh. there seemed to be some confusion over the kids get in free thing that they had going to from what I was reading online. Yeah, and then there was... Uh, some confusion with the cosplay contest online said it was Saturday. Yeah. When they got there, they were told it was Sunday. Oh. So they ended up switching it and the, they were doing it Saturday as advertised. But, uh, can I see your Voltron? Yeah. Well. I got, I got a Skeletor minifig. Oh, that's cool. They didn't have He-Man though. Yeah. And they had Hellboy, but they were sold out. Wow. Oh, that's so cute. it's a, it's a, you know, growing pains with any convention. I, I've heard, I've heard some what I would say are legitimate complaints. Um, the the lineup to get in in the morning. Well, they had a I guess they had an in, an issue in the morning. The they had wrestling going on in the one side. Yeah, and I guess they were still putting the ring uh, the wrestling ring together at ten o'clock when the doors were supposed to open for the early yes. the early bird pit ticket payers. And the fire marshal wouldn't let them let people in mm. while they were putting the ring together. That makes sense. Well, which, which does, but that it does it doesn't you figure out before. Yeah. Well, you put the ring together the night before, or yeah. and even and the wrestling. They you know, they had wrestling off and on during the day. I saw one match. I've, I, as I said to Ed, I think we could have put on a better match than those two guys did, but <laughs> and we don't wrestle. Um, but, I would pay money to watch you and Ed wrestle. That would be funny. It'd be a squash match. <laughs> um, I'd get squashed. <laughs> but uh, see, then I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. That's okay. The the thing. Is, oh yeah. So though, that's why. So there was a, people were complaining outside. Um, but this is two years in a row that they've had yeah, this show, and, and two years and in a row. And that's extra money these people are paying to get in. Yeah. And from the, that seems to be the other complaint is that like it was like sorry about your luck. Like nothing was looking now. Term, I could be look wrong. At your terms and conditions is one of the one of the comments I heard that were told to the people in line. It was like it's in the terms and conditions. Yeah, well, that that ain't right. No, now uh, I've heard I've heard like from second and third hand sources about the second day was not as good, but we'll we'll see. It's a, a, to me is I think he, what he's doing great idea. I think it's a one day show. I yeah, don't, I, don't I don't think, think you want to do two days, especially yeah. at that price point. Um, now I don't even know if that got you in for the whole weekend or not. Yeah, and like if that got you, and if you were able to come back for two days, like get all weekend for that price, yeah. okay. But there was a, wasn't really enough to keep you busy for two days. It's if you went one day, like I went for like I was there for like maybe three hours. I you know I did a, a lap of the vendor area. 
I did a lap of the other area where the cosplayers yep. and the celebrities were. I hung out with Ed and helped him, at, you know, helped him chat people up at his uh, at the cosplayers' tables, and uh, and then I went to Wendy's and bought myself some lunch. And, and you know, and I really would frosty. like us to have oh, nice. like some shows like that. Like maybe you know, scale it back a little bit. I buddy. know they had a gaming area. If you were into gaming, you could play Dungeons and Dragons yeah. all afternoon or something. Well, he's got another one. Uh, scheduled Brace for Bracebridge in August. I think so. Yeah. Um, with the, there, uh, I know a couple of the artists who are going to be there. I can't remember who the big name is though. So uh, but it's you know it's you don't want. Uh, I think the uh, I've never ran a convention. I don't know what. I goes can't imagine it. it's easy. It's not easy. It, it it isn't. I know I know guys who work at one of the biggest conventions. In the North America, no, it is never an easy task. The, but at the same time, it's like there is something to be said about like if you have a good first year, expand slowly. Don't go huge all out the next year. The big comic guest for Muskoka Con, which is Saturday, August fourth. So that's mm-hmm. the Saturday, of the long weekend. Yeah, oh. is uh, Chris oh. Claremont. That's oh. a, that's pretty good get though, and. Uh, the creator of Spider Gwen, Robbie Rodriguez. Yeah, that's a that's another uh, interesting uh, way of advertising. Um, advertising um, Richard Cumley, Captain Canuck. Yeah, he'll only be there on the Saturday though. Jimmy Hart, Bushwhacker, Luke wrestlers, Leonard Kirk. Now I'm trying to remember. So Jimmy Hart's awesome. Now, does it <laughs> say that the uh, Ontario Ghostbusters and the Five Hundred First are going to be there? Is that what that says uh, on the bottom? It's got their logos, Ontario Ghostbusters, oh, okay. Doctor Who Society, 501st, and the Rebel see, Legion. I didn't see any 501st. The Doctor Who Society had a nice little area set up with a couple t- um, Daleks and a, and what's a her TARDIS. Face, the, the woman who plays Hera from our area, she was there. Melissa. Melissa, yeah. She, she In was, costume? Um, yeah, she was doing the... Uh, oh. Oh, cause I from didn't Rebels, see the Imperial chick from Rebels. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's joined the Bible versus that cosplay. I, oh, I nice. saw yeah. the I saw the pictures she posted for oh, okay. the convention, oh, so she was around. Yeah, it I just may not have been a big outing. Was she at Big B for Free Comic Book Day? Uh, maybe in that outfit. Don't remember seeing her, but she might have been. I wasn't looking for her specifically. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was like an Imperial woman officer there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey Melissa, if you listen to this web to this podcast, nah, she's not know. listening. <laughs> but uh, it, it might depend too. Like uh, in that case, I I don't know. Does this is going to sound weird? Does the five hundred first do anything for Pride? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I could, because that's one of those things that like I've never heard about it, but I could mm. definitely I see know. them doing something like for in, in it. Pride, in the Pride Parade, yeah, because yeah. it's one. It's one of those things that like they they do a lot of stuff like that. So yeah. it, it, and and if that's the case, that would be why you wouldn't have seen them in big numbers yeah. it, up here yeah, for sure. Because that was but, this uh, weekend down in Toronto. I I like I don't wish ill on any show. I just uh, you know oh no just don't don't uh, don't go bigger than if you think big that's awesome but scale it back like one or two percent. Well, last year the problem was the venue was too small for the number of people who turned up. Yes, they were at the curling rink last year, and this year they've they moved to a twin pad arena with 
lots of space. Which is, but that's still fairly big for. Yeah. And it a wasn't year. even a, a, a size. They had the numbers to justify being on both rings. Yeah. But to do it two days. Yeah, I so don't you know. think it might have been Did better as do, a one day? Yeah. yeah. Did they do well, breakout panels? Did they do. There was, apparently there were panels, because like I said, Jim Starling was supposed to be doing a panel about. Like a D and D based panel of some right. sorts, I have no idea. I also, you know, I didn't grab a program on my way in because I was, I, was get, I got the hand. Program. There was a program, and I was two page, you know, it was a, you know, folded two, you know, two page front and back type, you know, four pages all together type program, uh, nice and printed. Uh, I just didn't. I saw them around. I didn't get one because I came in as a like as a vendor guest. I, I I do like the idea of conventions up being up here though. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it's the one thing I did like see that, that I was happy. Great about that. Well, that's or, the thing. There was a lot of families around. I saw a yeah. lot of people with young kids of all kinds and in all kinds of costumes. And um, there was this young young kid dressed as Thor uh, who kept hanging around and talking to Ed or Snow Snowhawk because he was Thor. In yeah. the morning, he switched to to uh, Star Lord in the afternoon. Uh, but uh, yeah, they, there was a lot of kids having a lot of fun, seeing a lot of you know. It was probably a lot of them. It was probably the, and it would, the first it, cons. Like me as a kid, it would have been much easier to convince my parents to drive me to Aurelia than Toronto. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, and like especially like also my grandmother lives in Aurelia, right? So well, Warminster, but mm-hmm. but like the, the first convention I went to. The only way I was able to go to it was I was able to talk my parents into dropping me off for a bit because it was on my way to my grandmother's in Brighton. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, it's like, you know, it's it's, Fan Expo is awesome, but it's... That's a if topic you, we should cover maybe later in in depth, first con- first convention appear, uh, experiences. Oh, I've got a bunch. <laughs> I have a few, too. I nearly knocked over little people from Star Wars at my first convention. Or, oh, I, no, second convention. I was insulted one. by Marina Sirtis. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't talk to people unless I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I also discovered how short Playboy models were <laughs> at one particular show, but we'll leave that whole story for next time. <laughs> so that's it. Anybody got anything else to add? Anything to plug? Nope. No. Your your improv group's on hiatus. We for are. Summer. Yeah, our next show's not until September. So uh, we've taken the summer off. We're having a bit of a planning meeting tomorrow to oh move into the future. Go ahead. Yep. Go ahead. I have a thing to plug. Go ahead. Coming up is the uh, Elmville oh, yeah, yeah. Sci-Fi Street oh, yeah. you Festival. Are, you guys are going to head down to it, I think. Well, we're going to go. Yeah. We haven't been. We haven't gotten in contact with anybody as far as setting up or anything. But we're going to go check it out. Kevin and I went and checked it out last year. Uh, Snowhawk cosplay will be there as a featured cosplayer. I don't know what costumes he's going to be there wearing, but they'll be good. So uh, come out, check him out, check us out. We'll be there. What's the date of that again? I have no idea. Let's look that I up. I think it's, it's July it's the end of the 21st. 21st. Yeah, it's yeah. July the 21st because we are out of town. Yeah, we would be going, but we are at my cousin's wedding. It's in Elmvale. It's free. Yeah. It's family friendly. It, like Last year was the first year and they whipped it together in three weeks, but yeah. it was still fun. There were lots of people there who were in costumes. There were Daleks. Yeah. The, there were the Doctor Who Society was there. So they had a bunch of stuff happening in the little uh, community area right at the main intersection of, of Elmvale. Yep. Uh, and then you just had to walk like a block along the main street 
to where there's like a parking lot beside City Hall or the community center. They had some stu- some a few vendors set up in the parking lot and a few more set up inside the you know inside the hall. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. We talked to those guys from that uh, survival oh, role yeah. playing group. Yeah, last year the uh, the post apocalyptic role playing guys. Um, we talked about it in the episode. You don't go back and listen to it. Yep. So we um, need to get you guys some True North Nerds t-shirts to wear. Of course. <laughs> we need to, we need to use the portable mic unit uh, and get have real um, yeah. do some on location interviews this kind of stuff. Yep. I'll, I'll set you up with that. I just have to go through the uh, the SIM cards and clear them off. Yeah. So if you want more info, the website for that is sci-fifestival.ca. And they're on Facebook as well. And it is July 21st. Awesome. So, the end of every episode, we have our geeky pits. Geeky pits. Geeky pits? (laughs) (laughs) And you can tell Brent's reached the end of his beer. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck you, right? (laughs) Anyone want to go first? first? I will go first. Okay. Uh, I have started listening to a new... um, not uh, a fiction uh, fictional podcast uh, so it's a story uh, called Bubble it's by Maximum Fun uh, they're the people who do the Judge John Hodgman podcast oh cool uh, it's written by uh, Jordan um, Jordan uh, Morris who is half of the Jordan Jesse Go team uh, the premise of Bubble is that um, there's a city called Fairhaven and it's literally inside a bubble on another planet, but it's a sort of hipstery town where people just go about their business as if it was the year 2018, but they live in a bubble and outside the bubble are hideous monsters. Um, so, uh, the people who run the town Fairhaven have created an app sort of Uber like where you can call monster killers to come and kill the monsters at your house. (laughs) (laughs) So the monsters can get into the bubble. The monsters can sneak through into the bubble. Uh, so and once like if you are so the story follows a, a, a woman a young woman who is one of these monster killers she was actually raised outside the bubble and brought in by the company and um, so now she's a monster killer uh, for hire with this Uber like app and you know once you call for your monster killer you give them star ratings and uh, <laughs> <laughs> every episode has a song which is a knockoff of a real pop song. So, uh, written by Jonathan Colton. So, oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to check this it's out. It's an eight episode miniseries. Um, it's called Bubble and it's on Maximum Fun. The cast, uh, the cast inc- includes a lot of Maximum Fun uh, regular podcasters like yeah. Mark Gagliardi and uh, Tawny Newsom. Um, Allison Becker is the lead on this show. It's quite funny. Uh, episode two just dropped last week. So, um, so yeah, check that out. Um, bubble on MaximumFun.org. Ryan? Well, my pick is for a new animated show that's on Netflix that I've been telling you guys that you should watch it for probably about a week at least now. Yep. So, uh, I guess it was on... Uh, blah, 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 blah. It started on Ryan's Netflix the about the, uh, the 14th of June, from what it says. And then until now, I didn't realize it's a Canadian-made cartoon. Oh, Okay. The Hollow. And so here's the little blurb. It's like, three teens join forces to find a way home after waking up in a strange realm filled with magic portals, perplexing puzzles, and vicious beasts. I don't remember you telling me to watch this show. 
Yeah, I told you guys to I watch it. Downloading episode one. Uh, it very much reminds me, especially early on, of like D and D light. Yeah, that sounds that's what it sounds like. And uh, it's only you know ten episodes long. They're like 20, 22 minute episodes. You can blow through them pretty quick. Mm. It's a nice palate cleanser too from all the dark and other stuff that we watch. And you know, you get tired of watching Luke Cage. You throw on an episode of The Hollow. You fall asleep through it. You rewind it and you watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Might have happened on the weekend. I don't know because <laughs> I don't asleep. remember episode the beginning of episode nine. So when I sat down to watch it, I was like, wait, what minute? How did they get here? So I rewound it. And I was like, oh, that's how. I fell asleep for 15 minutes <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon after we played PUBG. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, go watch it. It's good. It's a nice little fun, family-friendly, you know, cartoon. I enjoyed it. I've already finished it, so I know how it ends. Mm-hmm. So I won't spoil it, though. Okay. It's called The Hollow. Jen. And we should say that's Netflix Canada. We don't know about the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Who cares about Netflix US? Yeah. Well, we do have American listeners. Oh, that's true. Sorry, <laughs> Rachel. And Dave. Dave, and Dave. We have Dave. Hi, people in America. <laughs> <laughs> um, Squirrel Girl, always. Keep keep reading Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. I'm getting used to the to the artist. Still not as good as the as as Erica Henderson, but I'm getting used to him. Um, so my other geek pick uh, is a knitting book. <laughs> I ha- okay. I'm prefacing this story. We have a lot of nieces and nephews who are all fairly young. Uh, the eldest is my sister's daughter, who is seven. Um, and I love to knit for kids for two main reasons. One, everything is usually small, so you get it knit faster. <laughs> it's much easier to knit a kid's sweater than it is to knit an adult sweater. True. Less yarn, less time, cuter patterns. Secondly, all the kids love what I knit, and they ask me for stuff. So my, my, my niece and nephew, my sister's kids, are big into Pokemon right now. So my sister said, could you knit Pokemon? And I went, ugh, um, I could, but I have this book called The Big Book of Knitted Monsters by Rebecca Danger. Um, Rebecca Danger? Yeah, that's her name. It's not her middle name either. It's her, her last name. It's her last name. Wow. So anyway... I was like, can, can I just knit a monster out of this book? Because <laughs> I already own these patterns. So they each picked a monster. And then I showed this book to Karina. And she picked a monster for her son. And then I put pictures of it on Instagram. And Brent's sister's like, hey, what about my kid? So now I got two more monsters to knit. Um, so the long and short of it is the big book of knitted monsters, if you were a knitter. Uh, very easy patterns. It's not really very complicated. There's one or two patterns that are more complicated, but it's fairly straightforward. Um, easy knits, fairly quick, very simple patterns, um, very fun. And you can knit lots of little monsters for your grown-ups or your kids or your nieces or nephews. For your little monsters. For your little monsters. She's also done a, cu- she's done a couple of other uh, books. I don't know if they're in this book. That I have more than one of her books. Um, but she's also got... Uh, a blog at rebeccadanger.typepad.com and an Etsy shop at dangercrafts.etsy.com and she's on Ravelry if you're a knitter and you're on Ravelry. Um, so yeah, I recommend all of her books. I have a couple of them. But the big book of knitted monsters is my geek pick because I'm knitting monsters like crazy right now. So I've got two. because <laughs> oh, I two. cheat. Yeah, I cheat. 
Um, I do two every single time. First one is uh, new Nine Inch Nails album is out EP. Uh, it's called Bad Witch. It is fucking awesome. <laughs> in my in my opinion, uh, it's a little bit more experimental than uh, his last full album, but it goes in line with the other EPs he's been releasing over the last couple of years. Uh, and the other one is is I too am going to promote a podcast. It's called Unspooled. It's uh, Paul Shear and Amy Nicholson. I love it. Yeah, uh, our our archivist Gavin it turned me on to it. So Paul Shear does uh, How Did This Get Made, which reviews bad movies, really bad movies. This one, he and Amy are going through AFI's list of one hundred. Mm-hmm. The, the two thousand seven edition, two thousand seven AFI list of the best movies ever made, and talking about them in a contemporary sense. So some of them are movies they've never seen, um, or one of them. Usually, it seems that one of them has not seen the film that they're watching. I, I like it. they've both seen The Wizard of Oz, but I think one of them hadn't seen Citizen Kane, right? Which is like that. And let's be honest here, Citizen Kane's one of those movies that movie nerds will say that they've watched, but a lot of them haven't actually. I've actually watched Citizen. Kane. So have I. I haven't. Um, I haven't. But it's interesting to hear their their takes on stuff and and put it into kind of a modern context. Yeah, They're, the podcast on Titanic was really good. Yeah, that's the one. That was the newest episode. Yeah. I just listened to that today. Saying how like it, talking about how like there's been since that that movie was one of the biggest movies ever made to come like like for audiences and how there was like the like about two years later there was like this weird Titanic backlash against it where it was kind of like not cool anymore to like it even though like the people are like oh it sucked saw it like two or three times in the theater <laughs> you know or more i saw it twice at least i think i saw it at least twice i've only seen it once because the ship the ship sinking gave me the heebie-jeebies mm-hmm. oh. it was done really really well and yeah. like and if you look at that fx wise that's still pretty solid uh, although the so apparently when they re-released that movie in 3D, because Neil deGrasse Tyson tweeted at Cameron that the Starfield wasn't right. Yeah. <laughs> so Cameron went in and altered the Starfield so it would be correct. I love Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but still, like that's awesome. But it, it's a fun podcast. I'm, I'm, I've always wanted to do something like that, like kind of like what you're doing with the sci-fi genre and, yeah. and going through. I keep feeling, thinking I should be doing more with that list and making some kind of blog posts or podcast about it. But yeah, it's it's well, we should do updates more often. We should because you're you're getting farther and farther along. We could start a True North Nerds blog. Could do that too. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite segments of Unspooled is. Uh, cultural relevancy of the film based on Simpsons appearances. Yes, they're doing it like the <laughs> Simpsons. Because so did did you say you hadn't seen Citizen Kane? Yes, I have not. Seen so that that's movie. one of those movies where you know a crap ton from. Oh yeah, due because, to cartoons. Oh yeah, oh, no, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosebud, blah blah blah. Yeah. Because La- of the last Simpsons. week's episode was the first movie where they couldn't find a direct Simpsons. What was last week's? It episode? was the French Connection. Oh, I haven't seen that one either. Yeah, it, uh, I, I, that would be a hard one to make a joke out of. 
but uh, it's it's a fun podcast. So if you like movie podcasts, and I, I love they bring in an expert every week too of something yeah, yeah related to it. Like when they did um, the Fred Astaire Ginger Rogers movie, and that movie has a blackface scene in it. Ooh. They brought in somebody to talk about the cultural relevance of that. Well, they, that's good. Yeah, yeah, and the, uh, for I, I want to say the movie Top Hat. It would. I can't remember because they argue that it shouldn't be on the list. It should yeah. be a different Fred, Fred Astaire movie, movie. Uh, which, which is. Movie? Uh, it's, it's either. I think it's Top Hat. Oh yeah, it's, it's a Fred Astaire Ginger Rogers dancing. Movie. Again, that's a movie I have seen as well because at one point I was working my way through the AFI yeah. 100 list. Well, I listened. I listened to the Ben Hur episode because uh, when I was at Flink when we were doing the the movie app thing, I got Ben Hur. I watched Ben Hur three times, four times within a two day period, and it's a long movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> so I was curious to see what they thought of it, and I kind of agree with them. Like, it's not a bad movie, but it's a movie that's based all around one big scene, which is the chariot race. That's the best part of that entire film. Anyways, unspooled. Uh, give it a listen if you like movies. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, we will be back in two weeks from now um, with... I have no idea what we're going to be talking about. And then More nerdy weeks. stuff. Well, Ant -Man. A, oh, Ant-Man and Wasp. There we go. That, they'll time out perfectly then, won't it? So that I'm more in the Marvel canon, and maybe we'll get a couple other things in there too. I'm sure we will. So if uh, you like this podcast, follow us on Facebook and on Twitter and, and on, on Instagram. Instagram. Uh, and uh, you can see what the mysterious Petra looks like, because I think she's made it there at least once or twice. Oh, yeah, Podcast Kitty. She's on uh, there a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. One other nerdy things and uh, follow us all there and tell us what you like and what you don't like. We, I've, I've got a couple interesting topics when we finally get into a lull where we don't have movies to talk about Excellent. for a bit. So for Kevin, Ryan, and Jen, this is Brent saying see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Happy Canada Day. Set your phasers to sexy. You've been listening to the True North Nerds recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under, surprise, True North Nerds, and you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy.